Are you a 3PL spending more time and money than you'd like recruiting and onboarding logistics roles? Then it's time to check out Rapido Solutions Group, the leaders in nearshore logistics staffing. Located right next door in Mexico, they have access to the freight talent you need. From carrier sales to tracking and tracing and everything in between, they can do the heavy lifting for you. So if you're ready to get your time back and want to move fast, check out Rapido Solutions Group. Visit GoRapido.com to get started today. Hello, and welcome to the Bootstrapper's Guide to Logistics, the FreightWaves podcast highlighting founders doing it the way that doesn't get a lot of attention. We're here to change that and grow the small business community in our industry by telling their stories and inspiring others to take the leap. I'm your host, Nate Schutz. Let's build something together from the ground up. Our guest today knows all too well what the real world of transportation is actually like. So if you want to know why the industry is so fragmented, or maybe you're looking for a capacity edge yourself, or maybe you're just curious why suddenly supply chain is in the news every day, you're going to want to lean into this. He started off going to school for anthropology of all things in Oklahoma before starting a successful career in finance and moving to New York City. He is a true freight professional known for creating the largest current database of off-market carrier information in the country. Please welcome to the show CEO and founder of Carrier Lists, Kevin Hill. Thank you very much, Nate. It's a pleasure to be here on the inaugural uh, podcast. Yeah, I'm glad that we got the chance to do this. You have gone through the founder journey yourself. And the the first question that everybody always asks is, how in the world did you go from where you started to logistics? Do you want to Talk about how you went from studying anthropology and, and humanity to moving freight. It's a long and winding road, like many of us, really. Uh, there's a saying out there that uh, no one really chooses freight. Freight chooses you. And once you get into the freight game, you seem to never get out of it. Uh, it's kind of the, the, the Godfather quote and Sopranos quote. Um, you know, they keep pulling me back in. They keep pulling me back in. So, I, you know, I was I was in finances doing some some ad sales for uh, uh, mergers and acquisitions publication, kind of subscription based. And the the Great Recession hit, and moved back to Oklahoma, and did an MBA. And it was still kind of in the recession. It's really hard to find a job. So I figured I graduate, and and while I'm looking to 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 be a financial analyst, I would hop into sales, something I, I knew, and and sell some freight. It sounded like a really easy thing to do. Little did I know how difficult it is. How hard could it be? That's the famous last words of anybody who thinks about logistics. So are you sales guy? Or are you ops guy? Where do you fall on the spectrum? I'm a sales guy. I, I am a sales guy. I, I've learned a lot about ops. Uh, you know, lately, uh, certainly the last three or four or five years, ever since I started CarrierList, and then uh, at my day job now at FreightWaves, it's it's a lot of operations. But at heart, I'm a salesperson. I like to promote, and I like to do marketing. But I really like to uh, to build value for people and then persuade them. The value is really there. Right on. So. You move back to Oklahoma, you start working for a 3PL, and then 
is this a middle of the night idea strikes you or is this an aha moment? You're, you're staring at a, compu- a bank of computer monitors and you realize, you know, what, what's that moment like for you? I, I think we've all been there. And it's funny how life kind of uh, goes in circles a little bit or past failures or, or past things that uh, you, you pick up along the way kind of meld your, your current situation. I, I did uh, freight brokerage for a couple of years. Um, for Melton Truck Lines, Melton Logistics, or Connexus, as it was uh, known then. And I left there to be a senior financial analyst at a CPG company because that's what I studied in MBA school, and I was a horrible financial analyst. I just I, – I, I couldn't do the details, right? I, I didn't want to, to spend 60 hours a week uh, working with numbers. I can get by, but I am not – a financial analyst whatsoever. What I did pick up is some mad, some really mad Excel skills. So we did everything through interlocked Excel. I didn't know anything about Excel when I walked in. And that was probably one of the big hindrances to my success there. Uh, But when I left, I at least knew more than probably 99% of the population did about Excel. And that really prepped me for for the journey in Carryless and, and my next job after that was at a really small, we were more of a shipper than a broker, but we had a, a broker's license and we were trying to, um, I was the one and only salesperson. We were trying to build that up, uh, which is very difficult to do. And it was really difficult sourcing carriers. And then that's when the, the idea really took hold because I was losing out on business because we just didn't really have the, the sourcing capabilities that we needed for some specialized loads. But the a lot of folks would say, isn't that what load boards are for? Well, it, it, load boards are for, I have a whole theory about load boards, um, which is, is not to knock load boards whatsoever. Um, but it's just a fraction of the freight out there, right? And it's, it's for, you're mostly vanilla uh, lanes and, you know, dry vans and reefers, flatbeds. I, I did a lot of flatbeds uh, as a freight broker and, well, you could, you know, easy to cover lanes, you can throw it out in the, the load board and, and get it. But if you need, you know, heavy haul or hazmat or anything specialized or in markets like we have right now in, in, in freight, load boards are just a, a tiny fraction. There's a whole fragmented industry and, and hundreds of thousands of carriers out there that really aren't on the load boards, certainly not consistently. And a lot of those are 40, 50, 60 truck fleets. So this is 2015, 16, 17 timeframe. 2016, yeah. So there's a, a, at, the, at that time then, there's also a bunch of lists out there that say, hey, come to our place and we can give you a list of all the carriers. And I, I love the quote that I saw on your website and it just said, we've bought lists in the past and they were all garbage. Yeah, you know, and the, most of those lists that you get, you can get them with the load boards. You can get them with just about any, any software you, you, you subscribe to. It's the FMCSA census file which is published mon- monthly, it's $30. You can go through the government and purchase that, uh, you know, 1.8 million records you need. Uh, you know, you have to kind of teach yourself um, SQL to, to actually be able to, to manipulate that data. And it's, it's a little bit of a learning curve figuring out how to do it. Um, but that's all that list is. And a lot of it's 40% of it, I, I would estimate, after making thousands, tens of thousands of phone calls. Uh, if not hundreds of thousands at this point of that 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 database, about forty percent of the information is just not correct. 
It's just not correct. It's and, and then what you really need is a freight broker, you know, equipment lanes and or equipment type and lanes. It just isn't in the, the census file. Your primary customer then is this other brokerages, is mm-hmm. the shippers, who else are you who who's the customer base and, and what's the underlying business model? Yeah, 98% of the, the customer base are three PLs or freight brokers. Uh two percent are shippers. I wish that was fifty fifty. I wish I had a hundred more shippers uh, subscribe to it, but um, you know it's, it's a good good thing for three PLs to hear, though, because a lot of the shippers still say that's what my three PL is for is the source. I, I don't want to I, I don't even want to face that dilemma of of going out and sourcing my own carriers. So uh, good news for freight brokers out there. Um, but yeah, about two percent are shippers, but mostly it's freight brokers. It is sourcing capacity. Is sourcing those back lanes. It is. Uh, there's niche type of equipment types out there that just aren't on load boards. And, and certainly, you know, I think we've all been in, in the position of really needing to cover load and you're, you're Googling, you know, trucking companies around this city. And that gets you really nowhere as well. That's, you might get 10, 10 trucking companies and, and most of them are the majors or really um, large fleets, but there's 10, 20, 30 truck fleets. So when, when did you know that you had something and how did you make that decision? Like, I'm going to do this 10% of the time on the side or I'm going to go all in day one. What was that like? It's interesting because you just get obsessed with it and you have to be obsessed with it. You have to uh, go to bed thinking about it, wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it, wake up in the morning thinking about it. And you start waking, I mean, you really, honestly, you start waking up at 4 or 5 a.m. every single day, ready to hit the day, ready to uh, put it together. And, and if you have that feeling, then you're on the right path, I, I will say. When you're obsessed with it, and that's all you can talk about, and you bore everybody to death around you about it, that's when you know you're on on, on an idea. And the more people that tell you it's a stupid idea or that it can't be done, Sometimes that's, that's really good because you're the only one really thinking about it and looking at all the angles and really vetting it. And you're communicating it out, probably not in a very good way uh, or a very understandable way. And people are saying, well, you have these obstacles and these problems. And that's fine. Every every idea does. How'd you come up with the money? And what Was this a really expensive thing to start? And what, what was the funding like? You know, I, I think, uh, and I told a, a few people around uh, about this. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to raise money. I didn't have any money. And number three, I mean, there's the, the, the big three things. Number three is I didn't know anybody either, right? Um, I'd worked in freight brokerage, but if, if you're a freight broker, you don't really meet a lot of other freight brokers or people in the industry outside your company. Uh, especially back in 2015, 2016, you know, LinkedIn was still around, but it was before the pandemic, it was before freight waves, it was before a lot of different things that kind of connected the, the industry. It, it was it was, it was, was rough, you know, because I literally didn't know what I was doing. And I just started creating spreadsheets because going back to the financial analyst days, I learned how to, to really work spreadsheets pretty good. So I was just like, I'm going to do this. I didn't know how to code. I didn't know anything. I, I remember staying up at night uh, trying to figure out how am I going to get to where if someone pushes a button on my website, it's going to download a sample of it in Excel or CSV. I had no idea how to 
do that. You know, it's actually very simple once you, you do it. Um, but but I, I didn't even know that. So I didn't know. But I was going to ask you about your tech stack, but it sounds yeah, like yeah. it was Excel. There's, it was. It was it was all Excel. That's the only thing. And I, I sold it off Shopify, um, you know, lump sum purchase. And I just started doing that, started building email distribution list, um, you know, with a, a lead magnet of a free sample. And started building that up and started selling it. Got a friend involved to, to, to help me sell and make cold calls. So I made a lot of cold calls until I found cold emails. But, but going back to the funding question is that, uh, so this 2016, 2017-ish, uh, though the market was really soft, it was tough, but I was going to hire people to make calls for me and, and just build up this list and, and have an office space. And I went to my, my dad, my sister, my aunt, and they were very generous and, you know, combined, I think I raised $35,000, you know, put a little bit of my money into it or put all of my money into it. It was a very little amount, um, but it was all my money and all my time, all my resources. I'd left my job in, in December of 2016. And that's what I raised for it. And I just self-funded it from there. So you said you know, at the beginning, you didn't have any relationships. Now you're at a point where you've got a friend helping sell and you've got family commitments, um, people that are that are participating in this journey with you. So finish this sentence. I wouldn't be where I'm at today without. Without my family, right? I mean, really, without my family um, believing in me and, 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 and help me out on that journey, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Who would you say are the the mentors that that you've gone to? To, to navigate this process so that you're not going it alone in the industry? I mean, number one, my dad. You know, my dad worked for the government for 35 years, retired, uh, started doing the same thing he did at the, the Corps of Engineers. Um, but he was in his own business and he learned that the business uh, after the age of 55, I get to see that. It was, uh, it was interesting. It was very inspiring too. Um, because he really found financial freedom at that point. And uh, Greg Fuller, you know, uh, you know, I've been over here at Freightways for about two and a half years. Uh, he hired me to come over here and uh, and just seeing how Freightwaves operates and how he operates um, and the, the momentum that, that he builds into a, into a market is something that uh, was certainly lessons learned and I will take uh, through the next chapter of my life whenever that is, right? That's outstanding. So you have your four or five years in now. What's next for carrier lists? You know, I, so I was selling spreadsheets, got into a partnership with, uh, with, with SaferWatch, it's an exclusive reseller, truck stop bought SaferWatch. So I've been doing that since 2018. So coming up on, it'll be four years in, in April. We are going to, uh, in the process really right now of building a new platform for carrier lists. And ending that marketing relationship, I, th I think it's, it's ran its course. Uh, they've been great partners uh, for the last three and a half, four years, but taking control of, of that. So busy, you know, doing my day job, building a, a new platform for carrier lists, uh, putting some additional funds into it and some, some additional data points and making it more of a, a full service product that's going to roll out on a brand new UI. Um, something that, that's uh, a little bit more user-friendly and will convey information in a, a much simpler way for the user. So looking back on the early years, 
there's a large movement right now of small business founders and owners, entrepreneurship through acquisition, really growing. And it's happening a lot in our space. So what would you say to somebody who is now where you were maybe a year into your journey? I would say to, to, to keep going for it. You know, it's a roller coaster ride. Uh, there's a lot of failures along the way. You might ultimately fail. Um, you know, you want to protect your downside risk. You don't want to pour good money after bad, but you want to, to keep pushing, to keep building that that network of contacts, keep selling. You know, then that's that's one of the, the big things is that to keep selling and to, to go through the, this, this roller coaster ride, the, the trials and tribulations, all the failures, all the successes, um, because the, the worst outcome there is which is really good, you know, if this is the worst thing that can happen, is that you're raising your skill level. You're raising your brand, your personal brand, your skill level, and your productivity. So toward the next time, the next next step in your life, you're going to go there at a higher level. It's going to improve your career, and that's the worst thing that can happen. The best thing that can happen is that, hey, you make a few million dollars and you sit on the beach for the rest of your life. Who knows, right? Um but, but I, I've learned a lot of lessons through this journey, which uh, are actually more valuable than money and things that will set up the, the next 10 years of my life. It set up the, the last three years of my life over here at Freight Waves, next 10 years of my life, uh, which will, will take me to just about retirement age, really, um, it is set up for success just because I, I took that step and, and went out on my own and created a business. I love it. It's this is exactly what I had hoped for. I, I, these kinds of stories are completely personal. At the end of the day, it is maybe a piece of technology that somebody Google's and comes across, but behind the screen there is somebody who risked, if not everything, certainly a lot, and had faith about an idea and saw a need in the market and didn't wait for somebody else to fill it. And it's it's very inspiring. I, for me personally, it's inspiring. That's why I, I want to get to do this more and meet more founders because I find it so compelling. So for more information on CarrierList, you can check out CarrierList.com. You can find Kevin at Kevin Hill CL on Twitter. You can learn more at FreightWaves.com or you can join the conversation with me at LogisticsTwit on Twitter. Kevin, thank you so much for hanging out. I can't wait to hear how the next chapter goes. Thank you very much, Nate. It's been a pleasure, and I uh, wish you all the luck here on Freight Waves Media. We're going to distribute this for you. We're going to grow this. This is going to be an awesome, awesome podcast. It's a, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart, as well as, as someone who bootstrapped my way through my first business. And I'm really interested in hearing other stories and, and the people that we get uh, in here in, in this guest seat going forward. Stick around next week to meet the founder and president of a supply chain recruiting firm who likely knows more people in the industry than all of us put together. Until then, keep on building things. And thanks for listening to the Bootstrapper's Guide to Logistics.